Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Hey friends, welcome here to another episode of your Uncommon Lunchbox with your host, Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff Safright. Today we have on with us uh, Trevor. Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us... Give us an intro on Trevor and uh, tell us what we're going to be discussing today. Yeah, absolutely. So Trevor, uh, Trevor and I were able to connect through a friend, a mutual friend, ben, Brent Bowers. Um, Trevor is a stud when it comes to land. He knows, uh, like he's he's able to find land, but also um, learn how to get a better price, better use. You know, um, for those that flip houses, um, you, you're familiar with the term value add. Um, and so if, if this podcast is geared towards you, the real estate agent that also is an investor, the, the goal here is to have all of the tools on your tool belt to be able to make money and help people probably the other way around, help people and make money. Let me uh, put it like that. So with that said, uh, Trevor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, what, where'd you start, what brought you here? And then let's uh, dive into some of the stuff you're doing with land. Yeah. Um, I grew up on a cattle ranch outside of San Angelo, Texas, which is out in way West Texas. I grew up on about 4,800 acres, you know, riding horses, working, hunting, doing, I mean, literally all the stuff that people make fun of the satires with Texas. And <laughs> that's, that's, that's where, what I grew up doing. So, um, and so, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed being out outdoors, things like that. And so, I guess in the early nineties, my dad and uncle and granddad started buying ranches and subdividing them, doing simple subdivides. Right. And we call that buying by the ranch and selling by the pasture. So that's where you can buy, say you've got a thousand acres and you buy it at a thousand bucks an acre, or you can come in and you can sell them in a hundred to 200 acre tracks and they're worth 1500 bucks an acre. Right. The, the simplest way to do that is, you know, you, you buy a, a case of Cokes. It's a lot cheaper per Coke than it is, if you buy one individual coat. So we, we all understand that. Right. And that's a very, very viable option. Heck, I'm about to go look at a place right now, 700 acres for $1.7 million outside of Abilene, Texas, that I think that we can add uh, probably 1200 to 1300 bucks an acre for appreciation. Right. Just through simple subdivides. Um, anyway. And so I had been doing some of that. I'd also been doing some of the stuff kind of like what Brent, does you know lots of the the smaller stuff owner carry things like that but whenever the shutdown came i did not have my real estate license and so whenever the pandemic came my wife looked at me and she's like well what's your excuse now so um anyway and so did that put together a couple of multi-million dollar deals uh last year everything just flew off the shelves obviously it's not like we're geniuses but we know our product right uh we know our buyer we know our product um, and then it's just kind of snowballed from there. We do, um, we, I guess we've got one, two, three. Yeah. I mean, we've bought over $10 million worth of properties in the past nine months. We're probably going to buy another couple $4 million and then, you know, do it that way as far as 
coming in and, and subdividing and, and road. Some of these are going to be smaller deals, five, 10 acre tracks, right? Really forcing the appreciation. And that's something that's really cool about where y'all live and the, the values of properties that are closer to towns, right? Is that usually the, the higher the price per acre, the more value you're going to be able to add, right? It's the same thing as a low cap rate on an apartment complex. If you, if you got a game plan, the valuations of that stuff just go through the roof. And so really what, and the reason I reached out to you, Chris, is because I want to, I, I understand that most people don't have, understand land as well. And most land owners is something that they don't think about a lot unless they're there all the time, right? They don't have the emotional attachment. They don't have anything like this, but what the big deal with that is, is they don't get beat on all the time by wholesalers, you know, you know, the normal ISAs, right? We talk about, you know, for right agents, all this other stuff, they're not getting all the phone calls. Right. And so what, what, what I'm here to do is, is kind of, you know, and to work with y'all and stuff like this is kind of to help those agents, right. Have multiple options for any landowner that they may come across that wants to sell their property, right? Whether that's sales, whether that is investment side, whether that's a partnership. And and I've got, I mean, I've got an attorney, he's going to probably send me a $12,000 bill for a bunch of uh, partnership and owner financing products as far as contracts, all that other stuff, willing to work with everybody. But let's, that's my deal is I come from that background. I understand where, especially when you come into the path of progress with these folks, um, a lot of these folks are dirt rich and cash poor. And my whole deal is instead of necessarily trying to come in and just stick it to them to get the lowest price possible, I want to provide as much value to those landowners because I've actually been a part of that. You know what I mean? And seeing this transition from being able to afford and make money as a primary producer, as far as whether that's a, a rancher or hobby, whatever it is, the valuations of this land for recreational value has gone way past anything you can do as a, as an animal husbandry or as a primary producer. And so that's, that's kind of the, the gist and kind of what we're talking today. So what kind of, uh, you know, so I grew up in Kansas and, you know, we're certainly not Texas in the, in the, in regards to the, the massive land deals and, and things that you're talking about, yep. but you know, I, I am familiar, you know, with it, um, you know, being that that's my background I also know that there's a lot of distrust when it comes to, you know, business um, developers, these sorts of things. So what sort of um, resistance are you getting when you approach them and, and what, what kind of posture, I guess, do you, do you take when you're, when you're reaching out to, to these landowners? Here's the beautiful thing about being an agent, right? You automatically have credibility when it comes to this stuff, Right. And you've got options for these folks. You're not just coming in there and saying, hey, you know, you got all the equity. I'll do all the work. You know what I mean? And, and that's where a lot of these and that's where a lot of these guys come from. And so I'm not forcing I don't have just a ball peen hammer that says development. Right. I've got that. I've got that option. And, and that's something that Chris and I talked about the other day, just because it's the highest and best use for that individual piece of dirt does not mean it's the highest and best use for that individual seller or that individual project. Right. Just because you can come through and do a one acre lots. And, and do all this other stuff, but you may bring 400 lots into an area that would take you five years to sell them all, right? Where you can come in, build five acre lots, get it done. Everyone makes money, everybody's happy and you're on to the next deal, right? And that's the cool thing about being an agent, right? 
there's so many options and and that's versus coming in just being like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a big, bad developer. No, you're really coming in as a true servant's heart. Right. Like, because these people, yeah, they are a little bit hesitant, especially in Kansas, right. Small town farm, you know, farm country, all this other stuff. Right. Like I hunt deer up there, Turkey, you know, all this other stuff. It's a wonderful place, but yeah, whenever you can come in there and you're not just going, okay, I'm Trevor and I, all I can do is list your property. Right. And then I have a developer that comes in and then I'm like, Oh, well, this guy's offering this. Well, what is that developer doing? He's trying to get the best damn price he possibly can all day long. Right. Mm-hmm. Me, if I have that skill set and I'm building that team in my area, not only can I list it, but I can also develop it. I've got the team. We can partner on these deals. There's a million different ways. And the beautiful thing about that, I don't necessarily have to have all the capital myself as the agent in order to get that done. That's, so, you know, that's, that's the cool thing about that is, is it, it allows us so much flexibility and it allows us to really come out with an open, honest three or four options for these people and what's important to them. And in their timeline, right? And even their tax bracket. They're, I've got one one seller that's like, dude, I am not selling this thing until after January first. I was like, guess what? I can come in. I can do all the. I can do all the improvements. We won't sell a damn thing. I won't close on yours, but we can put everything else under contract in this time, and then we can roll. And right. yeah, you know so what I mean. It fits their their needs. I, I'm, my guess is a lot of people that are listening probably feel the same way that I felt when I first heard people talk about land years ago. I live in the DC area. I'm a sub, in, in a suburban area. It's not Texas. We don't have tons of land. But over the last you know handful of years, I've seen that there's tons of little parcels that are subdividable into like two or three little parcels, like two or three little plots, you know. So I guess is what you're teaching, what you're working with it. Is it only good for the big, you know, the big stuff, or is it also good for the smaller stuff? And could you speak to like an agent like me or, or like I, my guess is a lot of people have that same thought, like, Hey, let's talk houses because there's just not land around. And then if you search land in the DC area on the tax record, you'll realize there's massive amounts of land. Um, so can you just speak to like that mentality? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and, and here's and here's here's the, the million dollar thing that if everyone will write this down is literally if you will find a good surveyor slash engineering company first that will tell you what you can or can't be done in your neck of the woods. It makes your life so much easier. Right. Like then you're able to fill the need or desire, whatever that may be for the individual deals right you've got a game plan as far as that's concerned in your neck of the woods hey if we keep it above a half acre you can do anything you want to as long as it's got good direct county or direct public road access right you may find that out right and then that makes it easy then you can come in and do a new subdivide with a meets and bounds and you took a five acre parcel into five one acre parcels right you spent eight thousand dollars on a survey and not only did did you whether you end up buying that thing or whether or not you're showing that listing, you know, a potential other, you know, they're, you're in a competitive deal when it comes to a listing opportunity, right? Do you think that that agent's going to be like, oh, well, I can put it on the MLS. I can put it on Lands of America and I can do all this other stuff. Well, so can everybody else and their dog, right? That's the kind of stuff where you really understand what you're doing, like as far as just on the agent side, right? But that's what I would tell you first and foremost, foremost is to, 
find, and you'll have to talk to four or five people, but usually try to find somebody that's been in this business for a long time that knows everybody with the city council, the county commissioners, whatever you may have in your area and go from there, right? What different options when it comes to that kind of stuff. But as far as land, the cool thing about land, and you'll see this, like the days on market on a lot of this stuff are as, as you like to say, massive, right? <laughs> and and when you have that kind of opportunity, when they've sat there for a long time, even if it's not your listing, if you have a game plan with that, that allows you to come in and and whether that's a subdivide, whether that is a partnership with with the landowner, right? Like that, I'm I'm working on one right now where the landowner, I'm just coming in with two hundred thousand dollars for improvements. We're gonna build some road, we're gonna run some power, right? He's gonna make over a million dollars in valuation on that. I'm just getting a good rate of return on my money. So the so the eight grand, because again, I'm just thinking yep. the eight grand that you're putting out, right? At this point, I'm just saying, okay, I wouldn't want to put out eight grand unless I knew that I was gonna get that money back, right? So yeah, can you just speak to that? Like, how do you how do you know when you can put out like the money to have the survey done, to have all the stuff done and 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 not say, oh man, I I'm you know, I'm just gambling and hopefully I win. Well, I mean, it depends on your product type and who your buyer is. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you, you're in the market. You see, I mean, we have all the information. We know how long those one acre parcels take to sell. You know what I mean? And so, and so you're able to see what the market is, how it is, and what that, that new product is going to be. The nice thing about that is it's usually pretty cut and dry, whether or not it's worth it or not. Right. And the cool thing is, is, is if I were to come in and do something like that, I would go ahead and put that thing, maybe not as a listing that, you know, they could put it up the eight grand for the survey and you can bring the new listings, you can bring your team, all this other stuff. But if you're wanting to actually control that property, right, that's when you would either either buy that or do an owner finance. You know what I mean? Owner carry, do a wrap. You know, there's a million different ways to do that. But you're just going to have to go in and, and take the data that we all have with our MLS and, you know, what that what that price is going to be if you don't have any comps you're going to do the exact same thing you're going to find whoever is that agent that sells as much dirt in that neck of the woods and you're going to call them and say hey you know i saw that you sold you know that you saw that you sold four lots you know last year how long do they take to sell what was kind of the deal right like what's going on out there well i guess what i'm getting at is more along the lines so this was one of the issues that i had was i didn't have a surveyor now I, now i do i can send it to or a, a, a civil engineer yep now i can send it to them so i mean i guess that's what i'm getting at is like how can people um you know they're brand new to this whole thing they see a lot that um should be subdividable but they're not sure if it is they don't yep. want to spend money on it up front. They need to find out. They want to coach up the, the seller. The seller's like, oh, yeah, it definitely every seller thinks it can be subdivided. <laughs> how can they, like, before they're writing checks, how can they figure out whether this is a good bet or not a good bet, whether it's subdividable or, or anything else? Can you just. Well, if you got a good, if you got a good relationship and you start a relationship with that engineer or that surveyor, you'll go to them with, with your, your current survey. And they will tell you whether or not that's possible or not, if they're worth their salt. And if they can't, find another one. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, really. Find somebody you can ask without paying them, which, yep. yeah, which is the relationship I have now. I can, I can, you know, ask them without paying them. Hey, is this subdividable? They'll, they'll tell us and they'll say, uh, it looks like there's some restrictions here where you got to build sidewalks if, 
if yep. you're going to subdivide it or whatever, and then you can figure out whether it's worth it or not. Um, so, okay. So find that, that person. So, all right. And, and, and the cool thing about that and what you have is you have someone, you, you are then someone that can bring them 10 to 15 to 20 different projects for them to work on in a year. Right. So that, that's what you have. You're not just a one-off mom and pop, right? Like you're somebody that's going to bring them a lot of business. And if they don't appreciate that, then find somebody else. You're the pretty girl at the dance. So, so just so everybody hears this is the, the people, there's just not tons of people going after landowners, vacant landowners. And so if you do that, you can then go to the civil and just say, Hey, we're, uh, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to bring you a lot of business. Um, will you help me and just guide me through whether this is, is a good bet or not a good bet. And I'm just going to go to landowner owners over and over again. I'm just going to recommend that they come to you to get the, the deal done. So I'm going to be feeding you business, but I just need your, your help coaching me through that. Is that kind of the, do I have that right? Yes, that is absolutely right. And this game is all about relationships. We already know that, right? Like that's what, that's what real estate is, right? Like the product doesn't change. And that's the nice thing about the dirt. The product is the product. You know, I'm not creative enough to, to make a new widget to sell on Amazon. My product's already there, right? My creativity comes in different options as far as force and appreciation, whether that's partnerships, whether that's, you know, all these things like that. And so that's where you need to be. But you've got to build your team in, in, in your neck of the woods. And then once you do, the cool thing is, is once you do, they're there forever. Right. Right. No, that's awesome. Cool. I know I, I cut you and Jeff off when you guys were talking about Kansas a little bit. And so I, I want to be able to go back to that. Sorry for cutting it off. I just wanted to make sure that all the listeners understood that we were not, this was not only for Texas and Kansas, but this was also for Fairfax County, Virginia and, you know, yeah, just everywhere. So anyway, sorry. Um, now back to like the big, you know, more urban, not, not urban, sorry, more rural areas um, like, you know, parts of Kansas and Texas and all that, that other stuff. Um, Jeff, I know you, you were asking a number of questions and I, I'm sorry for kind of cutting it off. Troy, one of the things you, you mentioned your team, can you talk a little bit about your team and what that looks like? Yep. What, at least, at least for what I usually use, uh, the big one is going to be like, I, like I mentioned, is going to be your surveyor or your engineering firm, right? They're the ones that are willing to literally go through and run projects all the way through planning and zoning, county commissioners, city council members, all this other stuff, right? They're the ones that live and breathe and do business in your county and probably have done more projects, especially find a good one, than you've done houses in the past 10 years. You know what I mean? That's, that's the first one. Second one is going to be at least for what I do, like for the larger ones is going to be your, you're going to need to contact and work, start working with the power co-op. And that's not a, always a have to, but you're usually going to get a much higher price per acre whenever you're bringing in overhead power. Right. That's just, you know, people that's expected anymore. You know, if you get stuff out way out in the middle of the desert somewhere, you don't necessarily have to do that. You're not going to have, you're not going to have a lot of options on that, right? Whoever's going to be in that territory is who you're going to have to work with. That's something that can be as easy as a quick phone call and a, a site visit, or that can be as difficult as a bunch of 
engineering and cleaning and you're going to have to pay you're going to have to clean right away so that's what we're doing on a deal right now south of fort worth is we're paying another company that has to do all the right away cleanup um and then you're also going to need to find a road construction slash engineering firm depending on the specifications for your particular county and how many how many um lots you're going to be building right whether that's going to be a all-weather road that you're going to be able to do for 10 bucks a linear foot, or you're going to have to build a paved curb and gutter, which is going to be 250 to 350 bucks a linear foot, you know, and if you've got those three, you know, you know, for the most part, and then you can also do water well, um, depending on what your options are there, whether that's rural water, whether that's a water well folks, but to be honest with you, um, a lot of these we're selling without water wells, we allow, we let the landowners do all that. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. So, um, so at the end of the day, your main, the main point you're making is land everywhere is massively like it's, it's really a, a untapped, uh, potential of clients. Right. And then, uh, if you solve the problem, are you saying that, uh, like you put the money in up front to, to mm -hmm. get stuff done. Are you saying you partner with, with these landowners and have some of the upside or are you saying you just list it? All of the above. <laughs> like, like, you, you know what I mean? Like it really, that's where you come in and you talk to that's, that's the difference between just having the developer hammer, right. Is we've got options, you know, if they've got capital, right. But they want to use my team. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take the wonderful listings, right? I went from a $2 million listing that's going to sit on the market a long time to $3 million worth of listings that are going to fly off the shelf, right? I'm going to allow them to use that. A lot of these folks don't have the capital or don't want to put it in the capital. Then that's when I come in, we agree to a, an adjusted price. And what I do is I allow them to be the bank, right? And then I come in with my own capital, my own team, go from there. And then what I personally do is I pay them all off first, the landowner first, right? They're out first. They've, they deserve it. They've got the equity. You know what I mean? They had the land, all this other stuff. And then I get paid on the backside. So yeah. that's, you know, and then that's just up to what you negotiate on each individual deal. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's really, and that's really what I am trying to do with, you know, talking about the EXP and coming over and doing all this other stuff is I've got that team. I've got that, you know, we can work and build those teams, do all this other stuff. So, and I've got the capital and we've got people sending us money, you know, wanting to give us money on these deals all the time and things like that. And so that's why we're trying to build people on the ground all over the place where you and the people underneath you and we're listening to this and working on this stuff. They call me, you know, and we help them build their team, right? No cost, no anything else like this, but allows us to have more deal flow, allows them to work on their stuff, to learn their, you don't know, you know what I mean? To go through all this other stuff. And we build a team that does nothing but gets the best price, the best option for those landowners, whatever that may be for them individually on a bigger scale. Yeah. You know that's, what I mean? That's pretty incredible. So, so essentially you're saying at this point, anybody that wants to reach out to you, partner with you, you have an opportunity just to partner together, no cost. Um, you'll help them figure stuff out and, and yep. just go. Yep. No, that's, that's exactly right. And then that's something, you know, we haven't really even talked about that, Chris, but like, I'm, I'm probably going to do a, and it may start with just me looking at my zoom deal, but you know, probably every morning, an hour, hour and a half, whatever that may be open up, man. If you got deals, you've got, you know, potential sellers, you know, one way or other, like 
that's where that's where we provide the value, right? And and that's not that's one of those things where you know I've, I'm also part of a deal where well, there's the guys that paid a lot of money to learn how to subdivide from us, and we're not necessarily going to you know what I mean? That's where the whole agent part comes into effect working, working on the, that kind of an aspect because we all win. And to be honest with you, if agents were good at this, there would be no opportunity for wholesalers or those folks. <laughs> Do you know, I mean, really, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we have so many different options. We have so many different tools in our tool belt, tool belt, tool belt and we have at least some, um, credibility just because we have a, you know, code of ethics and, and things like this, that not everybody, especially wildcat developers are going to have. Yeah. That's awesome. Trevor, how long, uh, is your typical deal that you're, you're working through, like from, you know, from end uh, to, to out? Well, I mean, like I said, we, I, I did that deal last year with, with some guys and, you know, again, last year was just as, such an anomaly, right? uh the way things were going but you know we did we did one in 97 days that was 2400 acres um you know netted about two million dollars in profit on the deal um but like right now things are slowing down it's, it's, it takes anywhere from a year to a year and a half usually to get it all jump through all the hoops and all that stuff however depending on what state you're in is going to dictate how long that's going to take right and depending on which county you're in and how many hoops you're going to have to jump through as far as when it comes to becoming, and that's another thing with the whole highest and best, it may take you three years to get that done. Right. Or if you were able to maybe go to a five acre track instead of going to a one acre track or a half acre track, right. And doing all this other stuff, we can get that done and rocking and rolling in, in 90 days compared to it's going to take us two years to get this annexed, to walk it through the city council to do all, you know what I mean? There's, there's so many, you know, just like, oh, well, uh, I hear you, you sell real estate. Well, what does that mean? Right? Like there's lots of different options when it comes to that stuff. But um, like, I know like certain places in Colorado, I missed out on one outside of Durango this December because I was trying to put two more deals together in Texas. It would have taken at least a year to get through all the approvals. But the, the nice thing about that is usually the, the more hoops you got to jump through, usually most people aren't willing to do that and the upside is much higher. So if you're willing to jump through those hoops, if you're, if you get a landowner that's willing to jump through those hoops with you, which is even better, right. Or we're not guaranteeing, <laughs> you know, notes and doing all this, especially into a falling market, then, you know, you can buy something that maybe worth 5,000 bucks as it sits and then sell them for 25,000 bucks. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's worth the, the, the headache. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Good stuff. All right. Well, Trevor, thanks for being here. How can people find you if they want to connect with you or partner with you? Yeah, man. Uh, I've, I've got a, my own little podcast. It's just no me rambling on about stuff, but it's called uh, Land Investing the Dirt Road to Wealth. And then also, if you really want to, man, you can just shoot me a, uh, a text or, or give me a call on my cell phone. And it's 940-736-8797. Again, 940-736-8797. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks for being here Good with us. Stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Awesome. <laughs> hey, friends. Uh, this uh, does conclude another episode of your Uncommon Lunchbox. 
Uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast at iTunes, Spotify, you know where you're at. If you could drop us a, a review, that would be fantastic. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what questions you have. Let us know potential guests you'd like to have on or topics that you'd like to be discussed. We'd love to hear from you doing so. Then you can reach out to me, 703-899-7270. Once more, 703-899-7270. We can talk, chat, figure out how we can level up our businesses together and, uh, and continue crushing it. Uh, this does conclude another episode. We'll see you again Thursday, same time, same place. If you're here with us live, until then, continue crushing it. Have a great day. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 